This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Hey everyone. hey everyone, welcome to Hope and Health. We're glad welcome. you could join us tonight. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle. And I'm Dr. Mark, and we are the one and only, probably, M&M, M&M without, without the, the sugar. sugar. So, little fun, little <laughs> trivia for you to get going there. We like to kind of begin with a little fun, because my goodness, is the world need a little bit of fun right now. The world's in a heck of a predicament. Uh, when I see it, it makes me want to cry. Yes, well, and we're here to bring hope uh, and not ruminate on that predicament. (laughs) We actually want to bring hope to your lives. Hope is the substance of things that we can't see, but that we know are true. And I think that's amazing when you think about that. So um, when you think about the idea of hope and health, why do we want to have that so much? Because without hope, we can't have health. Without health, we have no hope. So it's really interesting how that we... Um, need both. And many times people want wealth, but if you can't have your health, you might spend your wealth on your lack of health, Mm -hmm. or you might not be able to enjoy your wealth because you don't have your health. So really this idea of hope and health, these are the two primary things that we want to have. And we mix in a little bit of faith in that tonight. So they'll always do. We always want to know what the Bible says about health. So Tonight, we're going to visit these um, things that we've talked about, our pillars, in just a moment. We're going to kind of go through those, and and we'll have some other stuff tonight. But I'm excited tonight. It should be good. It it should be good. Anytime we can drop a little bit of hope in your lap, the the world gets a little bit brighter. Hope in your lap doesn't stay in your lap. It's good good stuff for you, right? So we're going to just kind of jump right in here tonight. We Obviously, we want to build on foundational truths. So we've talked about this idea of of our seven pillars. You can see these things right here. You know, these are interesting. And, you know, there's seven of them. We're going to go through those tonight and spend a lot of time with those. But right now, let's kind of dive in right here for a quick visitation of these seven pillars. And then we're going to turn it into a different direction tonight altogether. And I think you'll be very, very pleased. So here we go. At the top of the list of our seven pillars of health is nutrition. Nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. And as we've talked before, the most important medical decision that you make every single day, oftentimes three times a day, 365 days of the year, is at your is at the end of your fork. And if those are good decisions, great. If they're not so good decisions and it's relatable to the standard American diet, you will see that that can lead to a lot of poor consequences. Definitely poor. Uh, when you think about this idea of nutrition, we have really blown it big time across the world and really right here in America. We'll spend a lot of time talking about that very thing tonight, about this failure of nutrition across our uh, great country and how it's led to all kinds of disease processes. And with that said, you know, we also will give you remedies on how to fix it in your own life. How many of you out there really would just say struggle with the idea of nutrition? Mm, well, every single person that comes into my mm-hmm. office that hasn't either been there before or worked with somebody on a foundational functional level has a problem with nutrition. We yeah. can't change what we don't know. So it's very important to develop a relationship with food and not just um, eat 
to live to eat, <laughs> but to actually eat. eat to live. I like that, living to eat. That's what people do. I, <laughs> what are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? I'm thinking, good night. Is that all you think about? Well, look, we used to be like that. You know, we saw people around us suffer like that. So we decided not to be like that. And you know, that's not judgment. It's just deciding to stand up and step up and do something different. So we will dig into nutrition in just a moment. The second thing we want to talk about is going to be sleep. Now, everybody needs good, deep sleep. We've got to go through the four stages of sleep at night to ensure that we get good, restful sleep. And, you know, we like to rob Peter to pay Paul these days. We use artificial light. We are using computers, televisions, loud noises late at night. We're trying to get more done and think that we can sleep in less time. Well, not so much. We've got to get that good seven to eight hours of sleep. Plus, we need to make sure that we get good quality sleep. Yeah, sleep is a massive, massive deal. And I think that as we um, think about this, we need about seven to eight hours a night, don't we? Oh, absolutely. There are very few people that are genetically wired to need <laughs> less sleep and be able to get by on it. But the mo majority of us need that seven to eight hours of sleep to really wake up refreshed and recovered from the day's activity the day before. Yeah, not getting one night of quality sleep really takes about five nights of restful sleep to make up for that qual that lack of sleep. Now, when we talk about nutrition and sleep, now we got to talk about this guy. Oh, it's called stress management. We are stressed out these days, and that's the number one reason that people come into the doctor's office or come in to see us as clinicians is they're stressed out. Stress leads to poor lifestyle behaviors. For example, we overeat, we overdrink, we over, we start smoking, we start doing things that we wouldn't normally do if we're not stressed. And that stress, it leads to things like high blood pressure. Lots of tension equals hypertension or high tension. That's not a blood pressure medication deficiency. It's actually a stress management problem. So we really need to look at the roots of why we're so stressed out and then again have a different perspective <laughs> when we get stressed to receive it differently, perceive it differently so that we can actually react or respond instead of react. We can respond in healthy ways instead of react in unhealthy ways. Two things. Number one, stress stresses me out. <laughs> Number two, and we'll talk more about this in future episodes, stress should be redefined as a verb versus a noun. So now we've talked about nutrition, sleep, stress management. And what about this guy right here? What are we going to talk about that? That's interesting. Movement. Mm -hmm. It's been said that sitting is the new smoking. And in today's society, we are a very sedentary society, meaning we don't get enough movement. We need movement to get oxygen and nutrients and blood to our tissues so that our bodies actually can repair. And the more we sit, the less these processes happen. So we're not even delivering nutrients to those little powerhouses inside your cell to be able to make energy. Those mitochondria, they just go on idle because they don't have what they need. So we've got to move. Move more, sit less. Your legs are meant to do more than hang over a chair. Your arms are meant to do more than grab a can of beer and put it to your lips or grab a burger with both hands. You're, do, you're more than just doing a burger curl. You're supposed to lift things, move things, move, period. And so moving more, sitting less is the key. Now, when we think about this, uh, we're also experts in this guy right here. 
which is called DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid. That's the genetic material that you're actually made up of. Some came from your mom, some came from your dad. Now, just because you're born with a certain set of genes does not mean that you have to have a derogatory or negative outcome. We can empower those genes by what we put on them. Those genes are dependent upon nutrients or cofactors to run these enzyme processes in your system. So we have to have good nutrition. We have to have a healthy lifestyle in order to get the body to work in a proper manner or direction when it comes to genetics or genetic expression. We've got to understand our genes. We do a lot of that, and we recommend that for every single patient that comes in. That let us do your genetics. So it gives us a foundational idea of where your body is supposed to be or what it's supposed to do. What was the intent of that? And then after DNA, we got this one right here called hormones. Hormones. There are lots of hormones. And one of the number one hormones that gets out of balance is called insulin. That's the blood sugar hormone. It helps manage blood sugar when it's coming in from all the foods that we eat, the carbohydrates, the bread, the cakes, the cookies, the bagels, the cereals, the juices. All of those things can dishevel insulin. And insulin will dysregulate other hormones like thyroid hormones, adrenal hormones, or male and female sex hormones. So if we don't get nutrition right, it can imbalance all the other hormones. Plus, as we age, hormones do decline. So it's important to have your hormones yep. checked, and it's very important to have your hormones balanced because those who have good hormone balance perform at a higher quality and have a higher vitality for the length of their life. They do. And after DNA and hormones, we hear this thing called peptides. And peptides are short chains of amino acids that are strung together in chains of less than 50 amino acids. And these are regenerative signaling molecules that help your body repair connective tissues like ligaments and tendons. They help your body repair bones, help your body improve sleep, even brain function. So peptides can be the icing on the cake when it comes to talking about the seven pillars of health and not just talking about it, but actually doing something about it. So those seven are really what we need to think about as the seven pillars. And as you've heard us talk about many, many times, we have to zone right here in on this core four, these things that we have control over, nutrition, sleep, stress management, and movement. And so just to really hone in on that nutrition, you see it right there in the in the um, in the yellow. We need to understand that there are things that we should be eating and things that we must not eat. When we talk about the things we don't eat, there's a reason we don't do that, and we'll go into that. But we're going to give you a list here in a moment of what those things that we should not eat look like and why. And we'll talk about some problems with them, and then we'll talk about what we should eat. And why? Very, very important to understand there's many, many things that we should be thinking about all day long, but there's a big list of things that we absolutely should not eat, and we call these the inflammatory foods. These inflammatory foods include things like sugars, artificial sweeteners, fried foods, things that are cooked at high heat that... Uh, uh, adulterate the oils. They make the oils rancid and toxic. Also, MSG and other chemical fillers. Monosodium glutamate is what MSG stands for. You got to turn the labels over on your food products, on your process, uh, your, the things that you're putting in the cart yeah, that come in a package. If there are ingredients that are in that food, you might want to consider putting them back on the shelf if you can't understand them. Because if you can't understand what those things are that are in what you're going to put in the cart, 
you're going to put that in your body. Your body is likely not to understand that either. Then there's processed foods and sodas and excessive amounts of caffeine and alcohol. These things can break the system down, break down the GI lining. And it can also weaken the bones because excessive amounts of caffeine, alcohol, and sodas, they start to demineralize the bones and pull minerals out. Then there's breads and grains, you know, those things that they put on the tables at the restaurants. They want to get you hooked. It is. It's like crack. Breads and grains turn into sugars, and those sugars spin that vicious cookie cycle and dysregulate that hormone insulin and your body's natural, normal balance. Also, there's yeast, soy, and corn. Not just corn, but it's the adulteration of corn. High fructose corn syrups and the oils that are made from corn. Now, high fructose corn syrup, we know that that is one of the highly, highly toxic things that's in the majority of things that are on the shelves. So again, label read, know what you're putting in your body because these things are inflammatory, disease-causing to young and old all the time. They really are. So just when you went through those things, I, I think people were shocked. They're like, what? You know, that's on the grocery store market. There they are one more time. I want you to take a mental picture of that. Take a phone mm -hmm. picture. Whatever you do, make sure you stay away from those. Because surprising enough with these things, when you think about them, these foods, for the most part, are subsidized, meaning they're paid to manufactured by the United States federal government. That's right. So mm. a lot of times that these things, uh, there are nine foods that are subsidized by the U.S. government, and that's going to be things like uh, corn. We talked about how corn can be adulterated with that high fructose corn syrup. One of the reasons why that is so toxic is it is one of the number one causes for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And then that actually can turn into non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, which is uh, uh, chronic liver disease. So it goes in phases. So you can turn that system, that process off just by stopping the incoming offenders. There's also wheat, soybeans. Rice, beer, you got to think about milk and huh. you, know, you are what you eat eats. So if milk background has hormones from the cow and also lots of antibiotics, you're getting that second hand. And there's peanut butter and even sunflower oil. That's a lot. And all of this is super sad. Standard American diet, which will kill you and which will create <laughs> disease processes. Isn't that fascinating how when you look at the foods that are inflammatory, they're also subsidized by the federal government. Right there, you see it one more time right before your very eyes, those nine things that we subsidize. And it's very, very sad and tragic. And I think that we need to look at that five times and say, no way. You know, yes way. That's the way it is. So we are to not eat those things because of the genetic modification and anything, well, you might look at it like this. this might not be the best uh, way to say it, but I think you'll get the picture. Anything the federal government says to do about your health, really, do the opposite. Because they don't know what they're doing. They've failed this many years. They tell you how to manage your money, and yet they're trillions of dollars in debt. They tell you how to manage their health, and yet we have the greatest expenditures for this fictitious thing we call health care and the worst results of any country in the world. We are an embarrassment in the way we do this. So we need to really understand what we're telling you right now. One more time, look at that 
read them and literally weep because it's that sad. Now, with that said, we need to understand that there are things that we should eat. And the things that we should eat, we really want to know why. Now, these things are non-adulterated. They're non-genetically modified. They are real food. Real food means they really, really provide you with real life. And here they are. At the top of the list, you've got quality proteins. Well, proteins are the building blocks of life. And there are amino acids in proteins, and there are essential and non-essential amino acids. Those essential amino acids means that you cannot get them. Your body doesn't make them. You have to get them from the outside, meaning your food sources. So you've got to get high-quality proteins, and you want them clean. You want them with the least amount of pesticide, hormones, antibiotics. You want them as clean as you can get them. So you want grass-fed, grass-finished um, cattle, cows. You want free-range, wild-caught poultry. And then, of course, you want wild-caught fish that's been grown or raised in their natural habitat so you get those good omega-3 fatty acids in the meat. Now, omega-3 fatty acids are also essential, especially the EPA and the DHA, that icosapentaenoic acid and the docosahexaenoic acid. Your body doesn't make those just like it doesn't make the essential amino acids. So if you're not getting them from outside sources, your body is running a court low. So those aren't in processed foods either. You've got to get those healthy oils and fats. Also, those can come in the forms like avocado oil, um, coconut oils, olive oils, nuts, and seeds. Include lots of low glycemic fruits like berries, blueberries, blackberries, boysenberries, cherries, strawberries, oranges, semi-ripe bananas, and even apples. Then low glycemic non-root, non-starchy, above-the-ground vegetables. We don't want you to restrict calories, but we definitely want you to get high nutritional density in the calories that you take in so that your body has the nutrients that it needs to repair, to run cellular processes, to heal, to recover, to wake up every single day mm. and feel vital. So these foods, they're anti-inflammatory, non-disease-causing to the young and old all the time. And indeed they are. So those are what we need to do when you think about it one more time. There they are. Take a mental picture. Take a phone picture. Remember those things in the natural state. These are what we need to be eating at all times, bar none. When you eat these things, they will bring you life. When you don't eat these things, you will have shortened life. And that's just simply the way it is. Now, of all the things that we do, remember we talk about the core four, nutrition, sleep, stress management, movement. We've talked about what to eat, what not to eat. We still have to talk about and mention, of course, the things that you'll need help with. And there are three that you'll need help with. Just as a reminder, here they are very quickly, the ones that will help you with long term if you want to work with us. Remember, it's DNA, deoxyribonucleic mm -hmm. acid. That's your genetic material. And just because you're born with a certain set of genes doesn't mean you have to have a negative outcome. So we can help with that. Also, hormones. We need good hormones optimal hormone balance, as well as peptides, those regenerative signaling molecules. So we don't have control over these areas, and we, as practitioners, can help you optimize those when you need it. And obviously, you know, you probably wondered how to work with us. You're seeing a link scroll at the bottom of the screen uh, that begins with Sherwood.tv. You can go right there, and we have special um, gifts for you, downloads, uh, courses, ways to work with us. We really want you to be a part of that. So 
please click on that link and, and come and see us and let us work with you and be a part of your life. Very, very important. And obviously, there's some overriding factors that we got to talk about here. Key points, emotional and spiritual health. Mm. Oftentimes, when people come in to see us, it's not what they eat, mm. but what is eating them. There's emotional imbalance, and there is lack of spiritual health or spiritual integrity. Things are broken on the inside, and it's driving people to do crazy things or have crazy behaviors or act out, or overeat, oversmoke, overdrink, you know, overcaffeinate just to try to feel well. Mm, big deal. So we want to make sure our emotional and spiritual health is right. That's what we spend time in the majority of our episodes talking about what the Bible says about health and also including areas on how to manage your stress and manage your life. Give you some some tools that will help you really get through life. Life is not easy. I can promise you this. If you don't manage life, life will manage you. If you don't budget your time, your time will budget you. Mm. If you don't take care of that time, your time will take care of you. We need to make sure that we take control on that and really understand that our lives should be managed by us in the concept of self-government. Now, with that said, this is a big deal. We should understand mm. this. This is a powerful statement. Here it is right here, read by my queen. Yes, this is the key. The majority of physical manifestations of disease are rooted in emotional and spiritual brokenness. Man, just ponder on that. Now you see why we must have emotional and spiritual healing so that we won't have physical manifestation of disease. Folks, we'd love to work with you. We'd love you to be a part of this health revolution we're on. We want you to go to that link right there at the bottom of the screen you see, and we would love to, again, be a part of your life. You're going to see a free ebook that you can download. You're going to see a brand new course called Health Secrets Exposed you can get involved in. 13 30-minute sessions right with us to teach and uh, do one of those a month and three months your life will completely be temp not temporary but permanently turned around and we want to be a part of that doctors mark and michelle sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy go to sherwood.tv for clear proven ways you can be healthier subscribe at sherwood.tv 